My name is Ricky, and I've been one of the pastors here at The Rock for about 11 years. I've served under Pastor Miles McPherson. He's, he's actually my pastor as well. And uh, I, I just want to say that the, the reason why our pastor isn't here today, and I'm filling in for him, is a testimony of his character and who he is as a person. So our pastor is with his mom. This week was a rough week for her in her fight against cancer. Looks like at the end of the week, there was some good news. However, it's been a long, rough week. And so today, instead of being a pastor, Miles McPherson is being a son. And I appreciate his, his commitment to his family and to his mom. Thank you, Pastor. In a minute, we're going to pray for his mother and uh, that the, the Lord would, literally the Holy Spirit would eradicate the cancer out of her body right now. And I'm going to actually, when we do that, I'm going to ask for anyone on any campus that is fighting this or you have family members, we're going to pray for you too. We're also going to pray for th this, this craziness that's happening in our, in our world. Think about this, like Texas and then the East Coast. Right now, Irma is making her way through Florida. We don't have any statistics right now. Maybe some of you have family there, but it, it hit this morning, uh, early this morning, on the, I think somewhere on the, on the coast, and it's making its way up. But let's not forget that it's already made its way through the Caribbean. And, and I'm going to tell you that there's some islands that are literally devastated. I think the death toll they have at only about 20 However, you know, there's entire islands that are displaced now. There's, uh, there was one island had about 4,000 folks that live there. It is uninhabitable now because of this hurricane. We need to be praying for our brothers and sisters. I want to thank you also for those of you that, that gave towards the Texas crew. And, and that was amazing. Thousands of dollars came in. We're going to invite you to give in advance for what we're going to do in Florida. Okay, so that's uh, Irma. You can text 52525. Irma 52525 and give. And we actually have people there. We have one of our pastors in Texas right now. After this, the dust settles in Irma, we'll, we'll be send, sending people that way to help. And I know some of you are going to do that. So if you wouldn't, would you do me a favor? Uh, I'm going to have those in this building here in Point Loma and every campus, all five campuses. If you have someone in your family that's been struggling and fighting cancer, or you yourself, we're going we're gonna to ask you to stand to your feet. And as a, a church family, we're going to come against that. Just stand to your feet if that's you or somebody else, any campus here, good. And then the rest of you, would you just extend a hand on whatever campus to whoever's standing? If you're sitting down, just reach a hand in their direction. And we're going to pray against this right here in Point Loma. And it's going to go across all campuses. Every campus, you should have people on their feet and people reaching out. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we can come to you boldly. Thank you that you have... You literally died on the cross for the cancer in the bodies of those who are on their feet and those who are standing on behalf of somebody. You've died for that cancer that, that is living right now in Pastor Miles' mom. And we pray for Mrs. McPherson and all those on their feet in the name of Jesus that your healing, resurrected power flood through their bodies in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. 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 That being said, we're going to continue on in our, our, our series. For those of you that have been here for the Kingdom Warrior series, uh, you've, you've been blessed because Pastor Miles has brought some amazing teachings to us. And, and if you haven't, you need to go online and you need to watch those for sure. Okay? Uh, some of you, though, you're, you're wondering, you know, uh, what this Kingdom series is all about. We're not going to take a break from the Kingdom Warrior series. We're going to continue in it. I'm going to tell you this, though, right now in your bulletin, you have your notes that are all printed out. I want you to just take them out of your bulletin and slide them in your Bibles and bring those back next week because Pastor Miles is going to be delivering this message to us, okay? Today, though, uh, I'm going to bring you just a real simple 
definition of kingdom warrior, okay? And it's, it's literally four principles that you can apply to your life and one thing that you can do, just one. Everybody say one thing. It's saddened me over the last several weeks. I see people excited and they're fired up on all the campuses. But across all five campuses, I've had conversations with people that have listened and received and wrote notes and said, this is good stuff, said amen, and then walked out saying, I I just don't think I'm ready to to be a kingdom warrior. I don't think I'm, I I don't know if if I can release the Holy Spirit in me yet. I don't know if... You know, you just don't understand my circumstances. They've literally disqualified themselves. They've crossed their name off the list of a kingdom warrior because they feel like their circumstances, their behavior, their poor decisions, where they're at in life, disqualified them. And I'm going to tell you, there is nobody that can hear my voice, whether you're in one of our five locations on the street in San Diego or across the world, that is disqualified from being a kingdom warrior. You understand that? So today, I'm going to give you just one thing. Everybody say one thing. I mean, some of you are like, give me more, give me more. Some of you are like, good, all I can handle is one thing. That's me. Okay, one thing that you can do. Uh, but, but I know some of you that are sitting there and you, and you heard me say that and you're like, that's me, that's me. You're thinking you're all by yourself. It's just a handful of us. Everybody else is off being kingdom warriors and we're just here and we can't get it together. And so we're going to do something because we're such a huge church across all of San Diego. Okay, we're going to take a, a little, we're going we're to participate in a little game. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back to the oldie but a goodie. It's called the stand-up game, okay? And we're going to do it at every campus. And if you're out on the street in one of our microsites, I'm going to read a sentence. And if you qualify for that sentence and you're sitting down, you're just going to stand to your feet. You're going to look around for a second or two about, of all the other people that qualify. And you're going to sit down. Because in this big space, it's easy to think you're all by yourself. But I, I'm going to venture to say that somebody in this room is going through something that you're going through. Somebody in East County is going through something that you're going through. Someone in San Marcos and San Ysidro City Heights, they're going through what you're going through. Okay, so let's get to know each other a little bit. This is how it goes down. This is a practice run, okay? If you can hear my voice, stand to your feet. Okay, look around. All right, good. Good, look around. Okay, grab a seat, grab a seat. Good, good. Now, some of you... You grew up in a Catholic environment, so this is very comfortable for you. Church is all about sitting down, standing up, sitting down. So you're good, okay? For those of you that just want to stay seated, come on, just participate with us. It's very easy, okay? All right, you got it down. If you came to one of our locations here in Point Loma or any other locations by yourself today, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Good, look around, look around. Good, good, have a seat. Good, good, have a seat. Awesome. If you came to one of our locations by yourself and you're single, stand to your feet. Stand your feet, we're narrowing it down. Good, look around. Okay, good, good. All right, have a seat, wherever you are. City Heights, everybody was on their feet. (laughs) If you came to one of our locations by yourself and you're single and you're interested in somebody in your row, stand to your feet. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All I ask you, make sure there's no ring, okay? That's it, that's it. Ladies, if you are expecting across all five campuses, stand up. Expecting a baby. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah, there it is. Congratulations. Take a look. Take a look. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, if you're a husband of one of the ladies that stood up and you didn't know until just now, stand up. <laughs> if you have a tattoo, stand to your feet. If you have a tattoo, there it is. Look around. Look around. San Ysidro, the whole place is up. <laughs> Love you, San Ysidro. (laughs) 
If you just found out the person you came with has a tattoo, stand up. <laughs> if you are excited that today is the official NFL season kickoff, stand to your feet. Okay, very good. Look around. If this is the last time we're going to see you until February, stand to your feet. Come to church. Uh, if, if you in the last, say, this year, 2017, if you've had significant loss of a loved one, a job, a relationship, and you've experienced some pain or struggle, would you stand to your feet and look around? Lots of us, lots of us. Look around. Yeah, every campus, look around. Look around. You can have a seat. If there is a time in, in, over the last three or four weeks while you're listening to Pastor Miles preach where, you're, where you said to yourself, either in your head or you said out loud, I could never do that, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Yeah, a couple of you. If you struggle with sin, stand to your feet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't know about the other cat. You guys are staying up. You can sit down. <laughs> you struggled with sin last night. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I want to tell you, whether you're at whatever campus or if you're sitting in a, in a folding chair at, at one of our, our mic, microsites or if you're in juvenile hall or, or jail, however you're hearing this, you're not alone. There's people all around you that are experiencing the same things you're experiencing. And I want to tell you, today, you don't have to put up with the voices in your head that Pastor Miles talked about last week of whispering, you can never do that. That's not for you. You're a failure. Look at the circumstances in your life. Man, you have, you're so messed up. Just take notes, put it in your Bible, and later when you can get your act together, then maybe consider being a kingdom warrior. And I want to tell you, that's a life from the pit of hell, that Satan is trying to keep you static. Do you know that the scripture says that Satan, who is real, by the way, a created being, he's created, he was actually created to deliver worship to God. And then somewhere along the lines, he received worship for himself. He got kicked out of heaven. And his whole job, according to what Jesus said, is to kill, steal, and destroy And you know the original language in the Greek and Aramaic, the word that was written for kill, you know what it means? Kill. I know you guys just said, man, that dude must have gone to school for a long time. Uh, He wants you dead. If he could kill you, then your mouth can't open and declare praises of God. He wants your life dead. He hates you. The other thing is to steal, he wants to rip you off from joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, God's word. He wants to rip you off. And the third thing is destroy. I used to think destroy was the same thing as kill. But you know what? Actually, the original language, destroy, is a phrase that we would say rendered useless. He wants you just to sit and do nothing. He wants to, if he can have you sit, be quiet, do nothing, in your seat, and then after church, go and, and do nothing, he wins. Today, I want some of you that would say, if you were in self-assessment, that's me. I do nothing. I want you to know that there's hope. And I'm going to give you one simple principle. And we're going to find this principle, by the way, by four guys that are the most unlikely heroes that the scripture, I think, has to offer. This book is full of unlikely heroes. I love that. It's the same, same reason why I like the movie Rudy. That's my story. Well, it should have been, but whatever. <laughs> I didn't play football. But check this out. I want you to open up your Bibles, if you have them, to 2 Kings chapter 7, okay? And while you're looking for 2 Kings chapter 7, I'm going to give you some context, some history. I'm going to share with you what we're about to read. So you can look, 2 Kings in the middle of your Bible. And P.S., if you have a teenage boy or a junior high boy that won't read his Bible, start listening to the Bible and start in Kings 
Go to Joshua. I mean, these books are full of what junior high boys love, like blood and violence and guts, and they'll love it, and it's God's word. Some of this stuff is intense. Some of you need to read God's word because you would not believe the stuff that's in here. I promise you. Today we're going to look at one of those, one of those stories. It's, it's found in 2 Kings chapter 7. And we're going to read in verses 3 through 11. But let me catch up to speed. So after King Solomon dies, the kingdom, God's kingdom, God's people split. And there was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. Okay. Now we're focusing in on the northern kingdom, the capital of the northern kingdom. And the capital of the northern kingdom is, is in Samaria. And so, so Samaria wanted to protect their capital. They had to protect it. So they built walls around the city that were unimpenetrable. Is that the right word? I said it. Last service I was like, it is unimpenetrable. You couldn't break it. That's, that word shouldn't be in our language. Okay, so you couldn't break this wall. It was literally, I mean, it was... You couldn't defeat them by breaking through their wall and attacking the city. You had to do it another way. So sure enough, the Syrians, they sent their armies and they said, here's how we're going to win this war. We're going to camp out. So no one will be able to leave Samaria and we'll starve the people out. They can't get any food. So all we have to do, set up shop, have a good time, eat, drink, and be merry and just let them die. That's what we'll do. So sure enough, they do that. And, and here we are, we're looking at this city who's literally dying. There's a famine in the land. Nothing can leave the city. Nothing come in the city. The Syrians are camped outside. They will kill you. And sure enough, the people are starving to death. And it got really, really, really ugly. I mean, to the point where they were selling donkey's heads as, at the same price that they would sell prime rib, a donkey head. You know, and then the rest of the donkey. I mean, I guess donkeys can't really live without their head. So they're eating their donkey's they're eating their donkey's heads. They're eat, I mean, every pet became a potential snack. I mean, hamsters, hors d'oeuvres. I mean, think about that. It's like, it got so bad beyond after all the animals that they could eat were eaten. They started talking about eating each other's children. That's cannibalism. That's crazy. And they come to the king and say, king, you got to help us. And the king blames the prophet Elisha. Elisha was... The, the, the prophet of the day, and he said, go kill Elisha, it's his fault. The, the king's men came to kill Elisha, and Elisha goes this, guys, don't worry. <laughs> this time tomorrow, 24 hours from now, it'll be a whole different story. I just want you to give context to that. You get in a car or a plane, and you land in Texas, and you walk in a, in a neighborhood that's totally underwater, and, you, and the people have no food, they have no drinking water, and, and they're, they're, they don't know what to do, and you shout, guys, don't worry about this. 24 hours from now, this is all going to be fine. Can you think about that? Elisha says, it's all going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And that's where we pick up our story, okay? Now, so far, you haven't been introduced to our four characters, the heroes, the unlikely heroes. Let me introduce you to our four heroes in this story. So you got Syria, and that's all walled out, and all the people are dying in there in a famine. And then you have the, the enemy, they're camped out right here, and they're having a good time. They have all the food and drink, and they're, they're having a good time. And then in between the, the city and the enemy, you got like no man's land. And there's a group of folks that are out there that have this disease called leprosy. Everybody say leprosy. It's actually a, an infection in your blood and, and it, um, it comes and you can see it when you have it through your fingertips and your toes and your nose, your ears. 
It goes and, and it begins to kill nerves and, and then the infection causes the skin to die. And, and they describe it as your body's kind of eating itself. It's, it's not, but that's what it kind of looks like. And you start losing fingers, you wake up and half of your fingers are gone, your nose, your ears, and it just works its way through your body until you die. Okay, up until just recently, they thought it was very highly contagious. And if you touch someone with leprosy, you would get it. And since then, they know it's, it's actually not that contagious. Right now, currently in America, there's 100 people with leprosy. Do you know that? In America. Over the continents, over the world, the globe, there's 180,000 people that are suffering with this disease. Back in this day, there was even more. It was like the disease of the day, and the people didn't know what to do with it. So if you had leprosy, they just kicked you out. They just kicked you out. You got to go out of the city. So we're introduced to our four men with leprosy. Uh, verse, it's 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3. Here's what we, we read. It says, now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? Verse 4. If we say, well, we'll go into the city. The famine is there and we will die. And if we say, uh, we'll stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. They're their enemies. And if they spare our lives, we will live. And if they kill us, then we will what? Mm. Not only were these guys struggling with leprosy, but they, had a, you know, they were trying to figure out logic. Right? If we stay here, we're going to what? Okay. So maybe we should go into the city. But if we go into the city, we're going to what? Uh -huh. So there's the enemy. If we go to the enemy, we may what? But we may live. Do you guys remember the movie The Dumb and Dumber? Mm -hmm. Remember when uh, Steve Carey asked the girl, can we go out? And she goes, you know, what are my chances? And, and one in a thousand, she goes, no, it's like one in a million. Remember what he said? So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> that was my story with my wife, by the way. So either way, we're going to die. We go there, we're going to die. We come here, we're going to die. So you know what? You know what we should just do? We should just go for it. We should just go for it. I, I, there's a statistic that came out, and sometimes you just don't know about the internet statistics. So I'm going to throw it out there, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not, you know, that, those kind of things. So here's the statistics I saw. That one out of every one person dies. 100% death rate. So church... We're gathered here today for some encouragement. You're all going to die. Let's pray. It's true, though. We're all going to die, right? And you can either wait to confess that Jesus is your Lord when you die. It's too late then, by the way. It says at the time when Christ stands before everybody, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. It's too late. Or you can just take a chance, confess now, because you're going to die anyways. So one out of one die. These guys say either we take a chance and maybe, just maybe, we will live. I want to I say for those of you that you're here and at this building or any of our campuses and you came, you snuck in, you're like, I have nothing to lose. I don't know. Just maybe I'll find life. I'm going to tell you today you can find life in this place. Life is waiting for you here. Do you understand that? You made a good choice. So let's keep reading see what happens in verse 5. It says this. And by the way, if you're taking notes, I know you don't have anything to write them with, but you can write them in the, like in the insert of your Bible, the side of your Bible. Here's what happens. A kingdom warrior recognizes he has nothing to lose. So if you're writing notes, you can write that in the margin of your Bible. Kingdom warriors have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. These guys decided, 
We have nothing to lose. Verse 5 says this. At dusk, they got up and they went to the camp of the Arameans. Man, not only were they trying to figure out logic and have leprosy, but they were actually kind of smart, right? So if we go over there and they don't like us, they're going to kill us. But let's just take a chance. We're going to go for it. But we're going to wait at least until it's dark. That's smart, huh? It's dusk. They ate dinner. They, took, they laid down. They're tired. So maybe we can sneak in and, and they won't want to bother with us. They're smart guys. Now, some of you said, I'll sneak in on the third row if you're here in Point Loma. If you're in East County, you really can't sneak in. I guess you can sneak in in San Ysidro. If you, if you come in late, I don't know. I mean, it's like you strategically placed yourself just in case you would find life. At dusk, they got up and they went into the camp of the Arameans. Uh, here's what happens when, when they get there. They're, they're like, we're, we're just going to do something. We're just going to try it. We're just going to go out on a limb. You know what their plan was? Here's their plan. I got a plan. Let's not die. Their plan was not dying. That was their plan. That's as far as they could get. We're going to go there and hopefully not die. But they did something anyways. They just did it. You know, my, my daughter, she's four. I guess apparently there were some boys that weren't being very nice to her at her school. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know about this. Otherwise, I, you know, they would have started being nice to her because I would have taken care of those kindergartners. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, how come I didn't know these boys weren't being nice? You know what I mean? I'm like getting all in their kindergartners. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and so I hear about this kind of through the grapevine, through my son. And, and I ask my daughter, is that true or boys being not nice to you? And she goes, yeah. Then she, you see her walk away and she's like, yeah, why didn't I involve my dad in this scenario? He needs to help me. So she walks over on her plastic Barbie phone. She's having a conversation. I ask her who she's speaking to. She goes, some boys. I go, oh, yeah? She goes, yep. <clears throat> what boys? The boys that weren't being nice to me. I go, give me the phone. <laughs> Young men, you leave my daughter alone. You be nice to her. You understand me? Okay. She accepts your apology. Hand the phone back to Shiloh, my daughter. She takes the phone. She goes, okay, bye. Hangs up, smiles, walks away. Oh, yeah. My dad just handled business from this Barbie phone, Right? Two minutes later, she's back. I got another one on the line. Mm-hmm. That day, I talked to five imaginary boys on that Barbie phone. And, it, and, and they never heard my voice, but at least she, she's going to school. She feels a little bit better. She didn't really have an educated plan. It wasn't well thought out. It was like these guys. We're going to walk from here to here, and hopefully we don't die. Some of you just need to do something. Because Kingdom Warriors, just do something. Just one thing. Let's read verse 8. Verse 8. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp and entered one of the tents and they ate and they drank and they took silver and they, they took clothes and they went off and they hid them and then they returned to a, a, another tent and they took some things also in that tent. So they, their, their, their goal, the plan, I'm just not going to die. They show up. Oh, my word, we got favor. This is favor. Look at all this food. Look at all this. You know what it doesn't say? That they walked into a tent. And their leprosy finally was gone. They grew all their fingers back, their toes back, their nose back. But they had some chicken wings. Right? I think some of us say, God, fix everything or you don't exist. Fix everything, God, or I don't really trust you. If you don't fix all my problems, then you don't really exist and you don't really care. I mean, this is favor, is it not? If they stayed there, they were going to die. Some of you, if you didn't show up here today, you were going to die. And the favor is when you walked in, somebody gave you a high five and said, I'm glad you're here. That's favor. 
And if you check right now, your bank account is still empty. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you. You know what else is God's favor? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. That's God's favor. Somebody looking at you and say, you know, God loves you. God's love is favor. Sometimes we just think it's monetary. I'm going to tell you, in this case, most definitely monetary. However, their fingers and their toes did not grow back. So I want you to do something. Can you receive just anything God gives you today? Like maybe it's just that much, but receive it. See what happens. But you know what? Sometimes it, it takes some humility to receive. Uh, we had a gentleman come to our campus in East County and he walked in the door and he obviously is, was living on the streets and he had a rough night. He said his things were taken from him. He was beat up in the middle of the night and he just comes in. He has nothing except for the clothes on his back and no one, no one in here would want the clothes on his back. And we said, come in. And I'm going to tell you what, what my, our team members did and our leaders did. They set him down. And by the way, this happens at all five of our campuses. It happens on our microsites. It's happening from you, church. They set him down. They gave him breakfast. They gave him food. They, they, they went and got him some new clothes. They got him a, a sleeping bag. Someone came and got him a tent. They were showering him with these gifts. And he just kept saying, stop. And he was getting irritated. He goes, I can't pay you back. I can't pay for any of this stuff. He said, brother, this is all because God loves you. And even that, he could barely receive it. He like left a bag of food and some stuff behind because it was too much. It was overwhelming for him. God doesn't want you to be overwhelmed by his blessing. He wants you to receive. But then there's something that you can't miss about God's blessing. Is the next thing is you have to give it away. It's not you were blessed so that you were blessed. No, no, no. You were blessed so that you can be a blessing. God's giving you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness so that you can walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. God's giving you dinner so that you can get somebody else dinner. In this case, all these things. Well, I'm going to tell you, kingdom warriors, enjoy the goodness. Kingdom warriors, enjoy the goodness. Okay, but then let's look at verse 9 because there's something we can't miss in enjoying the goodness. It says, then they said to each other, what are we doing? This is not right. This is... Uh, this is a day of good news and we're keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let us go at once and report, report this to the royal palace. You know why? Because you know what else kingdom, kingdom warriors do? Is they share the goodness. So you receive and you share. What are we doing? You know what they didn't say? What are we doing? Uh, forget it. They'll never listen to us. What are we doing? Oh, never mind. We're lepers. They kicked us out. They deserve it. You know what they said? This is amazing. We've got to tell somebody. Can I ask a question on every campus? I want you to raise your hand. In every campus, no matter where you are, if you've ever been where you're just like feeling so low, defeated, discouraged, whatever it is, you had a terrible night, and you just decided, I'm going to come to the Rock Church, and you showed up at one of the Rock Church campuses, and you left encouraged, excited, feeling blessed. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Very good. Look around. Look around. Look around. All the campuses. Look around. That's awesome. Did you do that and just receive and then leave and say, thank you. I'm just going to take this for me. This is great. Thank you, God. You love me. How about your neighbor? He loves your neighbor just the same. Oh, but you don't understand. I've been a jerk to my neighbor. I blew my testimony. You know, I hear that all the time. People are like, I can't share with that person because I blew my testimony. You know what blows your testimony? Not admitting when you're wrong. Uh, I, I blow my testimony to my 16-year-old son all the time. You can call him and ask him. So 
I mean, man, you know what I say to my 16-year-old son when I blow my testimony? I'm sorry, son, I was wrong. And you know what he says? I respect you more, Daddy, because you say you're sorry. Go to your neighbor, knock on the door, say, hey, I, I, I trashed my, 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 my testimony, my picture of what you see when you see me is not very godly, very Christian. But, hey, I'm in process and I want to invite you to my church because when I go there, man, I feel God's love. I'm going to tell you something. Kingdom warriors share. Uh, I, I need a, a volunteer. Come on up here, Rocks Kids. Yeah, in the house. Hey, you know what's funny? Uh, as as um, my Point Loma volunteers coming up, because that's the physical campus I'm in, whenever Pastor Miles or anybody asks for volunteers, you see people on all the campuses. <laughs> but I can't pull you through the camera. I would if I could. But I can't. Thanks for volunteering, San Marcos. I love you. Uh, what's up, man? What's up, man? Tell Hi, me bro. your name. Mike. Mike. Mike uh, is allergic to bees, apparently, because he got stung on both arms and they're <laughs> swollen up. Um, Oh, so do you work at Rock Kids or did you yes, get this at Rock Thrift Store? Uh, I work here. Good. That's awesome. That's good. I don't think we have those at Rock Thrift Store. but That's good. Hey, can we give this brother a, a thank you for serving at Rock Kids? Every campus, thank you for serving Rock Kids. Mike, uh, Mike, I, I want to say something. Like, Mike, let's say, let's say that uh, you're going to just help me illustrate. This is important for uh, people to see. Yep. I want you to stand right here. Let's say, Mike, you are, let's say you're the, the, you're the city that's, you know, like in, in famine and you're dying, okay? Um, he laughed. That's how dying people look. Look at him. He's like, this is great. This is awesome. I'm dying. Look, dying, Mike. There he's dying. Okay. Uh. <laughs> it's good. Stick, stick. Hey, we have a drama ministry here. Yeah, don't do it. Okay. Uh. I, I, I'm going to say I'm these lepers and I'm, I'm here and I look over there and I'm like, there's, and I'm starving. Mike, I got here early. What time did you get here? You slept in. Okay, so I got here early. I'm, I'm more of a Christian than you, but I got here early. And, and I, I haven't eaten. And I look over there and I see something. And I'm like, there could be nothing under there. There could be something under there. You got nothing. You got any food for me? Of course not. You're dying. Right? So I, I, I come over here and I'm like, man, this is, this is amazing. There could be something under here or there could be nothing under here. But I'm hungry. So, like, I don't, if I go here and I just hang out with you, Mike, I get nothing if I stay right here, I get nothing. If I go over here, potentially, I get something. Now, what would be really funny is if the guys back there put nothing under here. That would be hilarious, right? But they didn't. Oh, my goodness. They put pancakes. You know what's awesome about pancakes? I'm... <laughs> Apparently, Mike's in charge now. Do whatever you want, Mike. <laughs> uh, what's awesome about pancakes is no matter where you get them from, I mean, you know, wherever you get them from, if you haven't eaten, you know what I mean? And then people try to ruin them. They're gluten-free, taste-free, sugar-free. You can't ruin them. I mean, you can't, sometimes you can ruin them that way. But regular pancakes, I mean, my goodness. Uh, you like whipped cream? I do. Yeah, me too. I love it. You know, it's like, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm here and I'm just hanging out with my Point, fam, Point Loma family. I miss you guys, by the way, when I'm not around you. That's not funny. I mean, I really do. Uh, and then you got to do the little thing. You ever do that? Uh, come on, somebody. <laughs> City Heights, come on, somebody. Okay. Um, how many of you guys are hungry, by the way? Yeah, I know. Do you ever do this? Do you ever just put extra just because you can't? Oh, it's the best. <clears throat> um, Pastor Miles would not allow this on his stage probably, but Pastor Miles, these are so, so... So amazing. Uh, McDonald's, by the way, right, or Denny's, which do you prefer? 
Talk amongst yourself. No? Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm almost getting full. You know what the worst is? Mike is just like, dude, I'm serving kids and I'm getting nothing, right? You get it? You see it? Are you kidding me? You're hungry? Yes. You've got to try these. Dude, here. Check this out. Boom. They're barely touched. Believe me. Okay. <laughs> you. All right. All right. All right. Mike, free, get, they're not gluten-free. Okay. I promise. Okay. Right. Okay. So check it out. So this, these are seriously some of the best pancakes. I'm serious. Okay. All right. Get those forks. What are you doing? Try this. Try this. Try this. Try this. Try this. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Try it. Okay. Try it. Oh, dude, that's, man, these things are getting smaller as you're eating. (laughs) Hey, can you guys give it for Mike and thank him for working with our kids? Thanks, bud. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Man, I want to tell you, I'm going to ask you to do the one thing now. So, So get ready for it. You ready for it? Every campus, bow your heads, close your eyes. Please. It's such a simple one thing. And if you can do this one thing, you qualify, by the way, as a kingdom warrior. You are a kingdom warrior. Whether the, the response is favorable or not is irregardless. If you can just do this one thing. I'm going to ask you to think of a name of somebody you need to invite to church. And you're not going to take no for an answer. I want you to get their face in your mind. It's a neighbor. It's a relative. It's a coworker. It's one of your fellow classmates. Someone on your team, get their name right now in the, in the forefront of your mind. I'm going to pray for us and then I'm going to ask everybody to open their eyes. On every campus, the campuses are staying with me. Every campus right now, you should have your eyes closed. You're visualizing that face of that person you need to invite to church. Lord, I thank you that you allow us to be the bearers of good news. Lord, we want to trust you. Whether you fix all the stuff that's broken in our life or not, we trust you, God. Give us courage now. Give us courage, God. We need courage. We need kingdom warrior power. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, on all campuses, look up at the camera, look at me. Okay, on on the multi-site campuses, one of your campus pastors is headed to the stage right now and he's going to pray for you in a minute. But on all campuses, here in Point Loma, okay, in all campuses, here's what I'm going to do. If you would take that challenge seriously, And you'll leave here. You're going to commit before God. doesn't matter who else sees you, okay. But I want all eyes open so there's this accountability in this place. Before God, though, if you would say, yes, I'm going to invite someone. I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm going to knock on the door. And listen, I'm going to do the same thing. There's a bunch of my neighbors that know I'm, you know, a pastor. I've shared with them. But there's one neighbor who's on the side of my house. His name's Abel. I don't know. By by chance, Abel, if, if you're watching, I don't know if you do or not. I'm coming over, brother. I'm knocking on your door. And, and please keep your dogs quiet before 7 a.m. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing it too. I've never invited him. He's next door to me. I've never invited him to church. I just confess to you, I'm going to invite him this week. If you want to join me, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand your feet. And then we're going to go nuts at every campus, the microsites, wherever you are. Ready, guys? One, two, three. Stand to your feet if you're going to invite someone this next week. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Check it out, Pastor Market. Hey, man, you better get more seats. You better get more seats. Pastor Ricky, Pastor Ricky, (laughs) before you leave, I'm glad this message you shared. Today I invited somebody. I put 
the person in the car. The person was hungry and I fed him. It feels so good. It was my son. But he came with me. Pastor Ricky, thank you so much. Stay here. We're going to pray for you, Pastor Ricky, as we're going to thank for the Lord is using us. Lord, I thank you for, for my buddy, my brother, Pastor Ricky. Lord, I thank you for the creative mind that you've given him, Lord, and the caring heart, Lord. I just pray this message, Lord, it go beyond standing up to real action, Lord, of us reaching out, being your hands and feet to fill this place for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Love man. you, church. You guys can have a seat. We're not done yet. We're not done yet, so don't leave. We're not done. I know we, it's going to take a while to get used to this new rhythm here. But I want to give you guys some heads up. If you're new here, we have a rock class, which is a, a life class, which is a class designed to teach you more about this church, how to get involved, how to serve, more about yourself, more about this church. It's the first four Sundays of every month at 2 o'clock. It's a free class. We take care of your children as well. So if you haven't signed up, don't worry about it. Just show up at 1.30 and we'll take care of you. We encourage you to be a part of that. Every Saturday as well, we're praying here. We dedicated this year to prayer. So we want to encourage you guys, come each Saturday from 9 to 10, and we're here praying, seeking the Lord. We have our pastoral support team that would love to connect with you right after the service. And we know that we're about to launch our R groups, which stands for rock groups. So Pastor Miles has a quick message here before we, uh, before we say goodbye. So take a look at the message and be blessed. How you doing, Pastor Miles here? Can you think of a time when you possibly didn't have enough money? You didn't have the right people or relationships in your life. Your life was a hot mess. Maybe you're going through tough times right now. You occasionally go to church, but you ask yourself, what does it mean to follow God? Am I who I need to be? Am I where I need to be? The people who were in my first group really helped me think through the difficult times that I faced and that we all face. As a matter of fact, we all experienced losing our jobs at some point. So having the group as a source of support was invaluable for me. We we're all alike. We're all in this life together. We can lighten each other's loads. Please be encouraged that thousands of people at The Rock have experienced growth and transformation through joining a group. We have sessions throughout the year that provide a jump-in opportunity to join a group. There are all different kinds of groups where there are connections around personal interests, stage of life, location, work, and hobbies. You can sign up to join a group today. We have people and resources available to help you get connected. You can connect with some amazing people who will do life with you by joining a group today. Life is better together. Don't miss out. We have in the lobby, we have some tables for you to connect if you want to sign up or find out more information. Our pastoral support team is here to serve. I would say go Chargers, but they're already gone. So uh, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday, and we'll see you next week.